welcome to Who's On Him, the official podcast of the Quadruple AFL. My name is Dylan Evans and I am excited today because there are no more Zoom sessions, there are no more Microsoft Teams sessions and I have not one but two special guests with me today in the room, live in person in this palace in, where are we, Fullerton, in Fullerton. I am joined by the usual co-host, JR Josh Ryan. First of all, Josh, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. It's uh, yeah, great to be doing this in person and not having to reset the, uh, the wireless router four times in the intro. So, yeah, uh, yeah, nice to be here in, in Fullerton tonight. And, yeah. and I'm also joined by our fantastic host for the evening who has rolled out the red carpet. Uh, I'm very excited to see what sort of drinks, beverages, snacks, everything else that he uh, rolls out for us. Uh, I have brought the lollies and the chocolate today. Uh, Lockie Norman, welcome to the podcast. Great to be here, Dylan. It's great to be surrounded by others who've tasted Premiership success as well. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great feeling. And, you know, before the show uh, began, we were reminiscing on those good times. And, um, it's, it's a nice feeling. So I'm glad to be here, guys. Well, glad, glad to be in my own house, I guess, uh, and have you here with me. If I said to you that this podcast was in Mount Barker, do you think you'd be, uh, you'd be doing it? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm not against um, Mount Barker as much as uh, other Mastrangelos of the group. So, um, <laughs> No, I would I'd, uh, venture out there and see the new abode. Fantastic. Well, I've got an invite for you for the weekend, so that's great. Uh, JR, how have you been this week, mate? We had a bit of a rough uh, podcast last week in terms of technical issues and everything else <laughs> along the way, but we received some good feedback. Are you feeling uh, strong? You're ready to build off of that podcast and ready for a big in-person one today? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, it was definitely a, you know, a dust of cobwebs off kind of situation, a little bit, little bit rusty and a uh, lot of technical problems. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of technical problems, I accidentally just muted you for a small <laughs> portion of that as I'm uh, learning to try and uh, play with the podcast well, machine in person. <laughs> well, I'm sure our uh, 15 listeners will be stoked about that. So, um, We've got a big, big show today. We've got our uh, My Guy segment that I hinted at last week, which you have been busily prepping for, both of you. Uh, we've got just uh, a little fill-in of the AFL Sevens group. Uh, there's been a a, uh, a, a development since last time, a pretty sour development. Um, let's start. Lockie, you were just on holiday. You were overseas for, well, your annual, well, you're actually, sorry, your quarterly holiday. Um, yeah. Fill us in. Where'd you go? What was the highlight? What was the low light? Go for it. Uh, so Lil and I went to Bali for 10 days, um, got Bali Belly, uh, which is the right of passage. <laughs> um, then I went to the Philippines uh, for four or five days and then to Hong Kong and Macau. Beautiful. Uh, so nice little trip, a little Asian adventure. Um, as Christian was quick to point out. Um, <laughs> oh, the highlight looks snorkeling with Lily in um, in Bali and Gilly T was was fantastic. I touched the turtle. Mm. Um, so that, that didn't was need great. it. Uh, not this time. No, no <laughs> I have had a bit of turtle in Vietnam, mm. um, but uh, no, didn't uh, didn't <laughs> didn't have the chili and garlic <laughs> variety this time. No, so. Glad to be back. Still not quite on uh, Adelaide time, but um, yeah, good to be back and really looking forward to um, watching this Australian Open unfold and, and seeing where the seeds lead us. Well, you've uh, drawn my attention to the TV right now. And as we watch, uh, Alex Davies' seed, uh, Alex Demon Demonor, is in a tie break for the first set. We are at six all, and I'm so glad we have this as the backdrop for our evening tonight because there is nothing better than uh, just recording a podcast with your mates, but also uh, writing the downfall of James Davies at the same time. Did you intentionally call him Alex Davies at the start? I did not. Did <laughs> <I>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Henceforth to be known as Alex Davies if this all goes sour. Alex Davies uh, is... <laughs> that was an absolute fuck of my... Uh, no, Alex Diminar, James Davies is what I meant, sorry. Uh, six or uh, will fill you in uh, in retrospect because this won't be out for a couple of days. <laughs> if you uh, haven't seen the result, uh, stay tuned 48 hours later. We will give it to you. <laughs> One other uh, formality before we begin, uh, Norman, uh, as you pointed out when I walked in, or oh, sorry, just before we started the podcast, over my right shoulder right now is a uh, very prominent looking shield. Mm. Uh, in fact, it did belong to you for some time. JR, it didn't actually belong to you because we didn't have a shield back in the, the social <laughs> era. And I, I remember your first interaction with the shield was actually handing it over to the yeah. I got all of about... 10 minutes in the car on the drive down to the park to meet Stasi to hand it over. So I think I convinced you to come as well. I was like, oh, yeah. you come for a drive. Yeah. <laughs> I had the shield. Photo up. Yeah, so that was, the, that was the first photo. So I had it for all of 10 minutes, which given the sort of standard of the competition back then was probably probably fair enough. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, Norman, um, are you going to make me uh, well, get up and go get the shield? Um, are you going to hand it over ceremoniously? What are we going to do? Because this is um, my tenure with the shield. How are we going to start it off? I think, well, we've already taken the the photo, so mm. I don't think I need to do anything for you. And I think you can go get yourself. It's actually quite high up, um, which makes it difficult for me to get. <laughs> uh, and it is going to leave a bit of a, a an empty space on the um, on the. Uh, I think. <laughs> sorry, we're, we're very <laughs> sorry. In, in, in much more hilarious news, uh, Ranich has just uh, taken the uh, the first set of Alex Demon Demon, uh, and I can see the group chat already popping up. As as we go uh, this could be a very entertaining evening. Maybe we'll just commentate this. Game. We, won't <laughs> we won't worry about the actual podcast itself. Uh, no, very good. I'll go collect that in the uh, next break. But we have uh, some serious business to get to, and that business begins with get him off. Fucking get him off. Yeah, um, he's coming off. Man, get him back off. Get him off. Get him off. Get him off. Rocket, rocket. We can't hear. Excited to have. Well, we were thinking it was going to be three get him offs, but it's actually going to be two, and we'll explain why in a second. But um, because Lockie, you are the guest on our podcast, even though we are guessing your home right now, you are welcome to kick in, uh, kick us off. What's gotten to you this week? What do you need to say? Get him off to. Look, mate. As you alluded to earlier, I've just uh, come back from a bit of an overseas trip, and uh, I went through. Seven flights uh, over the course of that through uh, the was it the Nugurai Airport there in Denpasar and uh, into Hong Kong. Um, didn't do Macau. I did the Macau ferry port. Um, Philippines, uh, El Nido, uh, Manila. The worst airport experience of my entire trip, however, <laughs> was on return to Sydney Airport. <laughs> so Sydney Airport is my get him off. Let me let me tell you why. So I've rocked up at uh, nearly 7am after a red eye, not sleeping a wink, to have, well, I had to go do it to a, a Terminal 3 domestic transfer, something like that. So that's, I think, the quicker way than, than just going out and, um, and going around. Allegedly the quicker way. <laughs> My flight's at 8.40 to Adelaide. Um, I get there and I'm pretty much like two, uh, two people back from like the front of the, the next part of the line and I get a clip placed in front of me, basically... No, no one can come on this line anymore. You've got to go to the substantially longer <laughs> line. And I'm sort of going, all right, well, I've still got an hour and 20 to my flights. It's not, no big deal. Uh, that hour and 20 evaporated pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, and then I think they just got themselves completely under the pump there at Sydney Airport, Qantas Terminal there. And uh, I've ended up um, missing my connecting flight <laughs> while they're yelling at everybody. There's like three or four of the Qantas starches yelling at people. Um, I think I told the story in one of the group chats about how this, uh, what I assume is the floor manager, 
uh, tells this girl that she needs to concentrate <laughs> and listen to the instructions. And she tells another uh, older lady that she needs to listen. And people are just going off and like shaking their heads. Um, but you know, when, when you've just had a red eye flight, the last thing you want is to be abused. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so in the end, I've missed the flight and I've had another two hours uh, added to, to my journey home. As opposed to, the, you know, your sock stand in midday flight where you're happy getting abused by my corner's white stuff. That's right, yeah, I can take it by then. I've had a coffee, but. Did you get abused personally or? No, no, I didn't. Uh, I think it's just my, my good nature and, um, <laughs> and friendly face that I avoided it. But So, yeah, I thought it was an absolute shambles and um, I will be writing a Google review at some point, <laughs> a sternly worded one, and, and I hope that it has some impact. <laughs> <laughs> um, fellow Quadruple AFL member Brent McLean has some experience writing Google <laughs> reviews. They're, uh, they're interesting to say the least. Um, I, if anybody can find his Google profile and see his, I reckon, 40 plus reviews of just random locations in South Australia, I highly recommend you do that. I might put some in the group chat also. But um, no, look, get him off to Sydney Airport. Get him off to, are we saying get him off to Qantas stuff also? Or is it the Sydney Airport stuff more also? Specifically Qantas. Mm. Generally, yeah, look, I'm going to go after Qantas. Yeah, let's let's just go after Qantas. You know, Jetstar did it right on the way over. Um, you know, Qantas have been copping a bit lately, so this is the latest in a in a line of, of barbs that they've received. Um, earlier this year, you know, they've been copying it for some time. Earlier this year, I went over to Perth for work, um, and there was uh, yeah someone who suffered a bit of a, a medical episode, uh, a few seats in front of us, um, and I thought maybe we we could possibly divert back to Adelaide. We were only sort of fifty minutes out. Um, but no, no, we, we pushed on direct to Perth. <laughs> and they, they were not getting behind schedule uh, for anything. And then we rocked up and landed in Perth. And you know, the, the captain or FO or whoever's come on the, on the PA, pretty happy with, with their own work at Qantas. Just like, you know, everyone, you obviously had a medical emergency on board today. <laughs> <laughs> and it was you know, brilliantly handled by our crew. And that's why Qantas is still the best airline in Australia. <laughs> We heart attacks like that. Yeah. We, we, we got there on time. The thing was, they weren't even on time. They were half an hour late. <laughs> it's a rough uh, couple of years for Qantas. So, uh, 2023, they were actually the major sponsor of the Quadruple <laughs> <AFL. laughs> And they've been dropped ceremoniously. And um, that I'm not saying that could be the reason why you receive such poor treatment in Sydney, but it could definitely be um, yeah. a part of the reason. Maybe. maybe. Were they the sponsor of the year that you won it? Or the yeah, last year, no, 2023. Yes, when I won it, that makes a bit of sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does make sense. Okay, next get him off is, well, it was going to be from me. And then um, in the group chat today when we we're prepping for this podcast, uh, we both, well, all three of us said, oh, we've got a good get him off this week. We've got a great one. And then, Jay, you said something like, this one's been in my sight for, for a few years now. And as soon as you mentioned that, because we don't tell each other I get him off beforehand. Uh, as soon as you mentioned that, I thought, fuck, I reckon we got the same one. <laughs> you, I thought the same as well. Because you and I have a very similar thought pattern with a lot of things. And it's timely. It's this time of year, every single year that it tends to annoy us. Um, so we're going to do a shared get him off. So but it, it's kind of what we normally do. We just feed into one another. But this is, a, I guess, a, a shared venture um, from the get-go. Because sometimes I don't agree with you. Sometimes you don't agree with me. This time we're in absolute agreement. JR, who are we saying get him off to this week? Get him off... To the tour down under, <laughs> get it all the way out of here. <laughs> I cannot stand this tournament. This time of year, Adelaide is descended on by a bunch of sweaty men <laughs> with shaved legs wearing lycra. And they invade our roads. The roads are blocked. 
they're riding a, a six-man wide peloton in the <laughs> middle of peak hour traffic. It is just an absolute logistical nightmare for two weeks. Uh, get the tour down under out of here. All right, so I have a few thoughts on this. My first thought is broader, and that is, um, I guess, a reflection on South Australia as a whole now. And I th- feel like in the last uh, <laughs> five years, in probably the last two years since uh, great Lord and Saviour Peter Malinowskis has taken over, we've grown as a state. And we used to, like, I remember the signs, like, you know, make SA great, blah, 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 all that sort of stuff, um, around the tour down under because that was our only... Uh, well, quote unquote draw card to the state in terms of tourism. We had no other major events. We had nothing else. We had the Adelaide Fringe and Clipsal, and that was kind of it. Uh, we now have events that uh, I guess are popular enough to um, remove the tour down under from the the calendar, the the calendar of South Australia from the year. We have Gather Round. We have Live Golf. We have the aforementioned. Um, uh, Clipsal 500. We now have a tail and bend race, I think. Is that we still do. going? We have two, we have I two. believe, yeah. And we also have the, the fringe. Anything else I'm missing, events-wise? Oh. Oyster Fest. Sajuna <laughs> <laughs> Oyster Fest. Great, great weekend away for your family or yeah. <laughs> also a terrible weekend away for your family, depending <laughs> who attends. Um, Depending what year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so I just have, I feel like there's no need for the tour down anymore. We don't need to rely on the money. I'd say it probably, I wouldn't, want to speak on behalf of the government, but I'd say it wouldn't be bringing in too much money. If not, we might be paying um, Mike Turner quite a bit to, <laughs> to still operate that. Um, and secondly, like you mentioned, it just brings out the worst in society because everyone don- <laughs> everyone dons their lycra for just a small period of time. It clogs up the road. So on Sunday, I was heading um, back up to uh, my house in the Adelaide Hills, which is obviously a quite a popular um, stage of the tour down under, or multiple stages of the tour down under. And... Um, <laughs> There was like this crowd of people like around like these bikes and I was like, oh, tour down under stage again. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. It was somebody who had like had an accident on the side <laughs> of the road just in like <laughs> who I'm, I'm assuming was emulating the tour down under. So Yeah, well, it's about this time of year that sort of people get ahead of themselves with their cycling skills and maybe bite off a bit more than they can chew. But I think the other sort of point to raise around the tour down under is if we can't eradicate it completely. <laughs> eradicate such a strong <laughs> word. That's how I feel. That's a lot of connotations. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to eradicate the tour down under. Um, and if we can't get rid of it completely, I think we need to you know, try and, on a singular day, you know, condense the event into one particular area. You know, because on Saturday I looked... Um, I was catching up for lunch with, uh, well, quadruple AFL prelim finalist Michael Johnson mm-hmm. and was like, well, where can we go that there's going to be a minimal amount of cyclists? And, and we decided on Norwood, which was a bad choice because <laughs> that they is... Have, the they, have enough cyclists, <laughs> they have enough cyclists, like, <laughs> without the two and under being on. Yeah, it is the cycling capital of the world. But, um, so we decided on Norwood and I'm looking and I'm like, well, you know, tried to see where the stages were. Um, the men were racing in the city that night as a bit of a sort of grand kind of opening to this whole two-week fiasco. Um, and the women were doing an event from Glenelg up all the way through the Adelaide Hills, <laughs> which is just... So in one day, we've got the city completely closed <laughs> and from Glenelg all the way up through the Adelaide Hills. So it's a little like wonder anyone got anything done on Saturday because the roads all around the state were closed. There's a lovely day to go to the northern suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Norman, what's your thoughts on the tour down under? Yeah, look, I... It's <laughs> I have a bit of a problem. My, my ex-partner's uh, dad was a cyclist. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I could go on about that for some time. But I, I have a <laughs> I have a vested hatred of, of cyclists. Um, 
and her parents generally. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Dylan just had a drink while I said that. So. That was a ripping start here <laughs> to who's on him and uh, a ripping uh, end to get him off. Boys, thank you so much. We are going to be back after break. Welcome back. Um, before we get stuck into the main segment of this podcast, uh, Lockie, I do need to update you on some AFL 7s action. We did speak about it on the podcast last week. We weren't going yes. too well, and that was under your, um, I guess, uh, stewardship. Um have you heard the latest result around the AFL 7s? Uh, yeah, I did hear this against the Football Friends. The Football Friends, um, yep. Down by about seven goals. Uh, yeah, but up by about seven points at halftime. <laughs> oh, well, that's where the premiership points are made at halftime. So. Um, look, it didn't go fantastically well. Uh, we blame fitness. We blame everything else that comes along. Um, this is an official call-out to the quadruple AFL community uh, at, a, I guess, a, a wider span than the six or seven players that are currently in it. I um, mean, anybody else who listens to the podcast, if you would like a game on a semi-consistent basis and you have two legs and a pulse, um, you are welcome to come join the quadruple AFL uh, sevens on a Wednesday night at AFL Max because we are struggling right now. I would say two legs is probably not necessary. <laughs> uh, I think we've got Michael Johnson lining up this week who is absolutely on one. Um, His availability in the group, it's normally a yes or a no, and his was yes but worried about string or something like that. <laughs> Well, and the interesting thing was, I, I caught up with him on um, I caught up with him on Saturday, uh, and he was off that night to uh, do a bit of rehab on the um, what's the what's the bike that goes around town where you sit there and you drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been getting the rehab work in um, on on Saturday night, so he might be ready to go. All right, time for our uh, very exciting gimmick. I. Uh I actually nominated you on the podcast last week, Norman. Before I even asked you, I said to JR um, that you're going to be doing this. So thank you for actually accepting the offer and uh, doing a bit of work to get this done. Um, we are doing the first official Quadruple AFL My Guy podcast. My Guy podcast. Now, I can't take credit for this. This is an absolute stolen idea from the Bill Simmons pod, as a lot of our, <laughs> as a lot of our ideas are. But we just try to translate it to an Australian context. And the My Guy uh, gimmick works like this. I've given JR, Norman, and myself 12 different categories. And in those categories, they must list a AFL fantasy player that, I guess, speaks to them the most. The 12 categories are my one true love guy, my crazy pills guy, the absolutely I hate myself for doing this guy, the I wouldn't take him even if he was a free agent guy, my I won't be booty calling him again guy, the I'm sorry I'm not taking him that high guy. The I'm 99% sure he's going to get hurt, but I'll take him anyway guy. The Will Brody guy. <laughs> uh, Jay, I'm naming this award after you, this next one. The uh, it's a year too early, but fuck it guy. <laughs> uh, my missionary position guy. The I'm falling for the preseason hype guy. And the only one injury away guy. Now here's how it's going to work. I'm going to read out the category. I'm going to give a bit of an explanation of what that means. And then we are going to go back and forth and give a player who uh, reminds us of that category the most. And we're going to go back and forth as to why. So the first one's pretty easy, boys. This is a my one true love guy. Now, this doesn't have to be the best player in the world. It doesn't have to be the one who's banking you 120s each week or whatever. It's just for whatever reason, it's a player that just holds near and dear to your heart. And little exercise. I did this last week on the podcast. You've got Lockie, JR, and myself in the room. Just close your eyes for a moment and just, I reckon you can probably guess who <laughs> all three of these might be. Um, Lockie, once again, you are the guest. My one true love guy, who is yours and why? Well, it should come as no surprise that Tim English is, is my man. 
Who, oh, j- <laughs> just checking results there. Who had that one? <laughs> I was thinking about Tim English, though. I copped a bit of shit for a couple of years that I drafted him before he kind of made it. And then um, it was in my premiership year where he absolutely went like off, mm. off the charts. Um, but Jake Dean Ashton, uh, fellow Premier, D- uh, Jake Dean Ashton, used to give me quite a bit of a stick about him and Chad Wingard. Uh, oh, the Chingard. Uh, nothing, uh, nothing more certain in life than Norman taking Wingard and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Tim English. And, um, <laughs> Actually, you did take Chad Wingard quite take, a bit. He was very good in, the, in um, I think, the year before the Premiership mm. year. But, um, yeah, no, Timmy English, I, I, the, the, it makes me sad that I need pick one to get him these days. Um, and I'm not sure I'm going to get that this year. But whoever does, I've already hit up Dean uh, in the group chat, or in the, sorry, our private chat. Um, around pick one, but he wasn't willing to trade uh, C13. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're already assuming that Dean's going to win this whole tournament. Um, would you like? Sorry, would you compare Tim English to one of those bands that you see at a pub and then they blow up and you're like, I saw them first. They were my my people. Yeah, I would. Um, I absolutely <laughs> would. Uh, I did see him first, and uh, like, I feel like that should give me exclusive rights, but hasn't panned out that way. Can I just make a note that? Um, Tim was actually my uh, premiership ruckman back in the oh. BFL uh, social, edition. Social series. Social series. So, yeah, I might, I might have to play on that one. Yeah. yeah. Wow. When they yeah. play the grand final at the Quadrupa AFL Max headquarters. <laughs> if they were lucky. <laughs> might have been outside in the car park. Um, very good, JR. Who is yours? Um, well, I think we, we sort of discussed this a little bit uh, last week when the idea of you know, this podcast was mooted. Um, and you were pretty confident of which way I'd go. Mm. And, and I'm sure a lot of sort of the, AF, uh, the quadruple AFL community are as well. Um, but I, sitting there, and I thought, no, I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to go a different way and go n- not, so, um, not so predictable. Ooh. Um, and I reckon that my guy is Nick Martin. No. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, yeah, no, I can see this now. Just for everybody listening at home, I said to JR, so yours will obviously be Dunkley yes. and, you know, mine will be X. Um, no, not as in like <laughs> random playing, not Xavier Dersma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not choosing Xavier Dersma for mine. Um, Nick Martin, very, very on point for you. Um, explain why. Well, just like, I feel like Dunkley, you know, you know what you're going to get. Nick Martin, when I took Nick Martin as a free agent on the eve of the season off the back of a, a 60-point half in the last <laughs> practice match of uh, whatever the year that was, a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, and I've watched him grow since then. I think I've had him every year since. And just like that first game where he kicked like five goals from the wing and had like 30 touches. You've cared for him. You've watered him. Yeah. You've given him sunlight. You've watched him grow. Yeah, I watched him grow <laughs> into like, you know, a pretty handy midfielder last year and, you know, Really dominating and, and just, yeah, I just love his work. He's clean, good in traffic, good by foot, kicks goals. What's not to love? Yeah. Runs one way. <laughs> That's what it's all about. <laughs> is, that not a, is that not like a prerequisite for fantasy? Yeah, like, I, I do not want two-way running unless you're getting a spoiling. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, very good. Uh, Norman, I'm going to give you one guess as to mine. Who do you think my guy is? Well, it should yeah, uh, obvious. I think Hugh McCluggage. It is uh, Hugh McCluggage, <laughs> baby. I was. I have the badge, and I left it in the fucking car. And if I uh, had a bit of time on myself, I would have gone and put it on at this point. Uh, I love Hugh McCluggage. He has been in my team now three years in a row, even if I haven't drafted him. Um, the reason why I love him so much is because he's a fucking weapon, and he plays for my favorite team, the Brisbane. Nah, <laughs> uh, no, he. <laughs> it comes with the story, and it also um, <laughs> coincides with the downfall of Davies as his player. By the way, is up a game here. Uh, off 
for break. Um, I traded uh, James Davies uh, in 2021. I gave him Riley O'Brien, who quickly went downhill straight after that, and somebody fucking awful, I can't remember who, for uh, Hugh McCluggage and Shea Bolton. That was when Shea Bolton was also really good. So it just has that, you know, nice warm feelings of, you know, Davies just coughing it, um, my <laughs> player's doing well. And I just had that soft spot for him immediately after that. And it's just, it hasn't gone away. He is my guy. He is my one true love, and I don't think that'll ever change. All right, let's get on to the next category. I have to explain this one. So this is my crazy pills guide. Now, this can go either way. And basically what we're saying here is you're taking crazy pills one way or the other. You're either taking crazy pills yourself because you like this guy and nobody else seems to. For some reason, you love this guy and you just can't work out why everybody else seems to fucking hate him. Uh, or it could go the other way. You can't work out why everybody loves this guy and you fucking hate him. So it can go either way. It doesn't really matter. Are you happy if I uh, kick this one off? Absolutely. Go for it. Okay. Mine is... Sorry. Lily, uh, partner of Lachlan Norman, who we might get off a life of a wife after. She doesn't know this yet. Uh, <laughs> has just walked out of the, the bedroom that she's been banished to for this podcast. <laughs> um, so we're just momentarily distracted. Uh, my crazy pills guy is somebody... Um, and it, I don't think... It probably isn't a, a true reflection of the whole quadruple AFL community, but I've spoken to about five coaches so far, and they've all gone, this guy's high on my radar. This guy is somebody who I'm grabbing probably a little bit earlier than most people will. And I can't fucking work out why. I can't work out it's because I've been burnt by him in the past. Basically, this person was a fantasy stud for a long time. This person um, was somebody who you could bank on as a captain. Uh, has not been that person for a couple of years. Has now probably got a slightly better chance of a uh, role revival and all of a sudden everyone's going fucking bunter for him and it's not going to happen. Um, I pity the person who drafts him because they're going to take him in the 30s or something stupid like that, maybe 40s and even that's still too high. Uh, Jack McRae. Um, <laughs> JR, is that where you didn't guess him? I didn't guess him, but now I can I can, t- I can see why. He looks sexy from the outside, mid-forward, like, oh, you know, it was only fucking three years ago that he was dropping hundreds. <laughs> like, he's only 31. <laughs> uh, Norman, we were both burnt by Jack McRae last year, so does this yeah. come as a shock to you? No, it doesn't come as, as a shock, and I, I do agree. And I think unless we get a pure, like a clear message that he's going back as a pure midfielder, just hunt the footy, I, I think he's yeah. I wouldn't go near him. So I've also heard some of the the back you know back channel whispers that he's looked upon favourably, just that forward status. But I'm with you very much. So there, crazy pills. Excellent. All right, Jr. We're going in reverse. Back to you. Yeah, no, and I'm going reverse um, to sort of the direction you took. Um, I'm going with sort of the crazy pills guy <laughs> that I think's great, and everyone else would be like, no. <laughs> and and this could be about half the league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it is someone who I think the opinions have probably started to shift on as of last year. But I've been very, very high on him for, I would say, the better part of the last five. And he probably hasn't quite repaid my faith. Um, and that man is Brent Daniels. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. no good shout. <laughs> that is such a non-sexy pick. <laughs> But uh, no, I think he really came into his own at the uh, sort of back end of last year as GWS got going. Like very, like very sneaky little half forward can push up in the midfield. If they gave out points for like balance and dexterity, (laughs) (laughs) they should. (laughs) In addition to ball security, (laughs) Um, yeah, just just a very nicely balanced player, and yeah, he would be my my guy that I really like. That I think that not a lot of others would. Toby Green two point oh. 
He's a, yeah, why he's not? Very, very similar type. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I like that. I like both of your uh, suggestions so far. At least that wasn't a massive call. Toby Green <laughs> for Brendan. I can see it. He was scoring pretty well, like at the back end of the year in particular. Yeah. I just <laughs> like you. That is the most you pick ever. <laughs> like even for a niche category game, you have to go like to another level of niche. <laughs> Uh, Lockie, round us off for your crazy pills guy. Well, I, I've actually got one for each, and maybe because you've gone one mm. each, I, I can give you the both. So the, the one that I think um, I can't believe that people don't like him is Adam Trelaw. Oh. Um, and I think, yeah, see, the reaction is, is amazing. This Do you have him for another category? Yeah, uh, I have him for another category as well. <laughs> so this is a guy who's averaged, what, 117 last year in the end, something like that over the last, last five. Um and I think he was about a 108 or something like that um, average. I had him the year before in the premiership year. And I think he missed a couple of games. But when he came back, he's dropping 140s. Like, this is a guy who he can, he's got a higher ceiling. And people, I think that injury proneness is what steers people away. <laughs> Some laughter here. I'm, <laughs> I'm pissed at myself because I've got him for like whatever the opposite of what you just yeah. said. <laughs> category is yeah. coming up. I've got him for that. So. Well, uh, give us your other one. My mum was. Um, I can't believe people like him so much. Uh, is Sam Doherty? I just, I just can't get it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, all right. We just had to edit a lot of that out. Um, we'll, just, we'll, we'll, we'll skip ahead. Uh, Lockie doesn't um, rate Sam Doherty, and that's fine. Uh, thank you for your crazy pills, guys. Uh, Jr., you can start us off for the next category. Um, this category is... This isn't the Adam Trelaw category. <laughs> it might be. Uh, no, actually, no, sorry. Yeah, this shouldn't be it for you. Yeah. Okay. This is the I absolutely hate myself for doing this guy category. And that is basically the player that you're probably going to end up drafting. Like at, at some stage, whether it's higher, lower, it doesn't matter. He's going to end up in your team from the draft. Um, and you know that as soon as you click that draft button, you're going to go, fuck's sake, why did I do that? Like I hate myself for doing this. Um, JR, who is yours? Um, I probably took a more sort of look to the past view of this question, uh, more so... Than, uh, than to the future because I will not be doing this this year. <laughs> um, but I did do it last year and that uh, is taking Sam Berry with my third pick. <laughs> <laughs> third pick? Jeez. It was maybe fractionally early. Um, <laughs> didn't quite get a, a return on investment with that one. Um, managed to flick him off to uh, be will for Alex Chincotta for a couple of weeks and then it was a absolute sunk cost. <laughs> So I uh, I will not be doing that again, and I hated myself for eight months for doing it last year. In your defence, all signs pointed to that man having a breakout year and being just in every single game and probably getting six or seven tackles a game and just, you know, going to that next level and probably going close to 100 average, and he just didn't play. <laughs> I don't think he got that in the sample. No, he didn't, and he, I think he played like the first five games and he looked like he must have the preseason from hell. Um, maybe spent a lot of it in the cumbie if uh, this preseason's <laughs> anything to go by. But, um, yeah, I think he played the first five, averaged about 40, and then that was it. <laughs> that that was, was the end of his It year. really was the problem. Like, yeah. You're right, he looked entrenched in the team last year, and mm. you thought, this is mm. a guy who's going to go to the next level here. But, yeah, the cumbie strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> the the cumbie career killers. <laughs> Um, I'll go next. Uh, my, I absolutely hate myself for doing this guy. Um, is somebody that I won't be learning from the mistakes of the past. <laughs> um, had him uh, two years ago. Um, temporarily had him uh, at the start of last year. Um, and my God, I am probably ready to do this again, believe it or not. 
uh, because I do think he'll take the number one ruck job at GWS. <laughs> I think I'm ready to uh, get hurt again by Braden Proust. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, just reading a couple of things from preseason, as you do, um, and just he was really knocking on that door towards the end. Even finals, they said, well, we might split the ruck roll with, you know, Briggsy. And, and I love Kieran Br- Br- Briggs. I almost got tattooed on me instead of the revolving doors <laughs> of the Bayville Premier's tattoo. Um, but no, uh, I do think that in some capacity I will have Raiden Proust in my team, whether I draft him or you know, w- whether I get him at some point. I think he'll play this year and I think he will be a revolving door once again. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, crazy. He, he fucked me over last year because I drafted him. Um, he, uh, the morning, oh, sorry, the day before or the week before, I didn't see it, but he um, like absolutely skull crushed somebody. <laughs> it was like, he's going to get four weeks. He got none, uh, but that was fine because he uh, ended up having back surgery two days before season started <laughs> and didn't let anybody know. <laughs> like there was a, an article a week before he's like, Braden Proust training, the, actually very similar article is what I'm reading now. <laughs> Braden Proust training the house down and then like five days later, it was like Braden Proust in from back surgery. <laughs> so so you're saying that like he went and got his own back surgery and the team, the like club didn't even know about it? Oh, no, look, I'm, I'm assuming the club probably knew about it and oh. I may have made that up <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with it um Norman yours uh yeah look similar vein to you people told me not to and they laughed when I took him and I said no uh this is a great pick <laughs> and I looked like a genius for the first maybe eight or nine rounds but then Sean Darcy let me down <laughs> <laughs> he let me down and it caused me to have no Ruckman uh, coming into when I really needed to win games. And then I ended up trading someone to Regan for fucking Bailey J. Williams, <laughs> um, who was absolutely disgusting. But, but for those moments when Shawnee was on there, I think we were at the – you might have been there, JR. Um, I know Grady was, and we, we went to the district to watch the, um, the second half of a Frio game, I think before we went to the Crows or something like that. Yeah. And Darcy was on like 108 at halftime <laughs> and then got subbed out. Oh. <laughs> you know, he can do that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, I could see myself doing it again. <laughs> Does the, like, the ever-increasing amount of medical tape on that man's body not dissuade you from getting involved? No, I, I feel like the more that's on there, the better. <laughs> the more support that <laughs> it can be available, the better. Um. Just a little uh, tennis update. Dimonar looks like he will take the second set off of Ranich, which means... Mm. Yeah. Is there another game after this? I hope so. I hope there's another, like, 11 o'clock start again because there's nothing better than uh, just a, a kick on Australian Open. Well, that, that, the disappointing thing was that women's game last night that sort of kicked off about 11.30. I was hoping for a real long one, <laughs> like, push into the early hours. And, no, I think I looked this morning and it was a 6-1, 6 love. Oh, that sucks. So I, they were probably off by 12. Nah, I, I need that going to <laughs> Like I said, I don't watch Australian Open, like, until it hits 1 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm up. If it's not Marcus Baghdad or some Leighton Hewitt slugging it out at 4am, I don't want to know about it. Just looking, I don't think we've got anyone on tonight, which is disappointing. So. Ah, far right. So we need this one to go to five sets to really just, I don't know, get the crowd going. Um, okay, next category, the I wouldn't take him even if he was a free agent guy. Uh, this could go across like multiple categories. A lot of these are very similar, just aiming at like trashing players. Um, anybody want to... Yeah, it's yeah, fine. It's this fun. is this yeah, is the whole point of fantasy. Yeah, I, I don't want to see teams doing positively and players doing positively. <laughs> I want to just absolutely rubbish everyone. Um, Norman, I'm happy for you to kick us off. Who is the player that you wouldn't take even if he was a free agent? I think some people might predict this one. Um, he's a household name, um, but I won't touch him, and that's Callum Ballard um, <laughs> of, of Gold Coast Suns fame. Um, 
and people know my my feelings on on Cameron Ballard, and, <laughs> and um, he really really let me down in one game. I think he dropped like an eighteen for three quarters, and then might have scratched out a thirty when I needed. I just needed an average to win a game early on, and um, he sat there on the the FA pile a couple of times, <laughs> and I just said no. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Not putting myself through that again. So yeah, I'd happily um, never see him her again. What were you? What were you <laughs> expecting from him? Because he is a very meat and potatoes, like high sixties, low seventies, average, lots of spoils, etc. What What did you want from him? No, that's what I, I expected. A like a somewhere between that 65, 75, and I think I might have needed a seventy, or maybe a high seventies for that game, and he just gave me no, <laughs> no <laughs> at all. So, yeah. yeah, I think most people would recall my reaction to that <laughs> at the time. It's very cool, calm and collected, very I assume. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, JR, who is your – you wouldn't take him, even if it's a free agent guy? Yeah, it wasn't um, It wasn't Callum Ballard, um, Sturt and South Australia's own. Yeah, I went uh, I went with someone that's probably a little sort of – little out there and maybe not quite as well known, but uh, the second year of um, quadruple AFL fantasy as we were, you know, moving into a, a new era, a new dawn – and it was getting somewhat more competitive. Mm. Um, I had a pretty good year that year through the regular season and wound, wound up, yeah, finishing in the top four and lost my first final. And that was okay because I had a second chance and I was playing you know, a team I was pretty confident of beating. Um, and that was, that would have been the COVID year. So mm. we had a, a Monday night um, game to finish did. around. <laughs> <laughs> well, it may have even been Tuesday night, I'm not sure. Um, and Brisbane were playing someone. And I had Jared Berry in the last game. Oh. And I just needed him to score like a 20, a oh 30. No. Anything would have done. Um, and I reckon he had about a four-point first half and then got injured in the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was the end of my season. <laughs> and ever since then, I reckon he has been ratchet. He has. done nothing. So even if he... W- I feel like he's normally in people's teams. Mm-hmm. But if he was on the free agent pile, I will be staying a long way away from him. Mm. I think that's a, that's a common story. I think Schmitter would probably uh, have a similar feeling to because <laughs> he does that. Oh, he drops a, a hundred and you go hello, and then he drops a forty and then he gets injured <laughs> yeah, yeah. in that order every yeah. single time. Hundred percent. Yeah, he was on Schmidt's team last uh, year. You're right. He's only that fifth, sixth midfielder. Yeah. Something, something. Well, we'll have to be fifth midfielder this year as we go to a new structure. Um, I can absolutely see that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want any part of Jared Berry. <laughs> Uh, mine is from a couple of years ago. It's from 2021. And I actually had, I think I had a chance to trade for, I can't remember. I, an opportunity arose to get this player again last year. <laughs> Firmly said no. Um, and I think he ended up on possibly Grady's team. Um, and he frustrated him just as much. Maybe, maybe someone else. Sorry if I got that wrong. Uh, that player is uh, another South Australian. Um, he plays for the Richmond Tigers. Uh, and his name is Jack Graham. Oh, yes. I <laughs> fucking can't stand Jack Graham. Similar story to yours, Jay. I was twenty twenty one, the year you won. Uh, sorry, twenty twenty two. Sorry, I got my years wrong. Twenty twenty two, the year that Norman won. Um, I was playing you in the uh, the semi final, something mm, like that. Yep. I think you may have and lost. Place. Yeah, around my place. Yeah. Um, once again, I just needed Jack Graham to be competitive, like a seventy. Like that's all I needed from him. Um, and then I got excited because he wasn't stuck in the fourth pocket. He was actually getting up around the ball. Like, this is great. He's going to get his 70. Like, uh, it's game on. I'm going to take it to the last game against Norman. Now, it rolls out a 42 or something <laughs> like that. And he ended up in my um, exit presser in song form, if everybody remembers that, um, with a...
forever young uh, little parody that I did there. I might chuck that back in the group. So I fucking hate Jack Graham. I can't stand him and I do not want a bar of him. Would you say your hate really started um, during the 2017 grand final where he kicked like four goals? Yeah, nobody... Well, sorry. People knew who he was, but it wasn't anywhere near... I think it would have been like 20, 19, yeah. like really, really yeah. young. I tried to block out that day. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't watched that game. Can I ask a question about Jack Graham? Like, what is his weapon? Like, where, how does this guy actually get the football? I don't know. He's got no pace. He doesn't seem to have a, a long kick or any other sort of attacking abilities. Well, I feel like um, it sort of reminds me of, of a sort of clip that uh, Channel 7 ran during a Collingwood game a few years ago where they were talking about, you know, previewing players for, for the game ahead. And, and Levi Greenwood came up um, and they'd just done Darcy Moore and it was like weapon, like rebound defence, like, you know, athleticism. And then they rolled over to Levi Greenwood <laughs> and they were like, discipline. <laughs> <laughs> that is sort of where I feel like Jack Graham fits in, in, in the discipline category. Uh, okay, we're going to take a break. And, uh, we are four categories down. <laughs> I thought they would go a lot quicker. We have eight categories to go. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break and we'll be back shortly. We're also very disappointed, as you may have heard before. Um, we don't have a match after this, which means... Uh, we really need this game to go to five sets, but Demon has already broken uh, Ranich in the third, um, so we're hoping he doesn't run over him with the fresh young legs. But we were saying that Milos looks like the sort of player that wants to go to five sets. He wants to stay up late. He wants to keep uh, Demon on his toes. What do you think about that, Jaya? Yeah, like a like a farewell sort of outing. Like I can't imagine he's got a lot of really great tennis left in him. So sort of like a last man, you know, standing sort of approach from Milos. Like some of the Australian Opens past, we've seen from the likes of like. Um, you know, Marit Safin or, or Marin Cilic. Mm. You know, just just a, a, like a big serving, not a lot else, but really giving it their all for one last time. So. I think he's he's clearly oiled up the legs for the, <laughs> the bright lights of Rod Laver here because uh, they are glistening. Yeah. You um you said he looked like a dad before, and I can see that mm. there. He looks like your typical Burnside dad who's at like a yeah. I don't know, like at the dog park in the morning in like the shorts and the polo shirt and yeah. so on. Yeah. yeah. What, what kind of doctor are we saying <laughs> he would be? <laughs> Uh, (laughs) probably like a plastic surgeon like a real wanker (laughs) Uh, okay let's get into it we have so many more categories to go I didn't think that the banter back and forth would go so much but that was great Um, All right, next category love this one this is the my I won't be booty (laughs) I can't say booty (laughs) this is the my I won't be booty calling him again guy Um, so this is probably well this will take a little bit of an explanation Um, this is Basically, that player that you pick up, usually it'll probably be a free agent or it might be that late draft pick or just, you know, extras in a trade that ends up doing a right for you. And, you know, it's not sustainable. It's not going to happen long term. There's no point getting attached to this player. It's uh, your one-night stand with this player and you won't be calling them again. And that's okay because, you know, you've had a great time with them in season 2023 or 22 or whenever it might be, and it's just not going to happen again. So... Um, who wants to go first, Jay? Are you happy kicking us off? Yeah, I'll kick us off. And I've got a guy who has had the quadruple AFL fraternity quite excited at times, including last year. Um, he was a highly, highly sought after uh, player on the RFA pool at about the midpoint of the year. Um, and you yourself uh, oh actually no. acquired this player. Oh, no. Um, and I've, I've had him in the past and it was a magic time. There were songs... There was chanting on the hill. Uh, there was late nights of celebration after a glorious 96 that he dropped in the back half. Uh, that is Billy Frampton. And, <laughs> and after that grand final that I <laughs> had, the, uh, had the pleasure of witnessing, um, 
I don't think that he will be adding to his a- AFL <laughs> games career tally. So I will not be going back into the Billy Frampton sweepstakes. Premiership player, Billy Frampton. Premiership player, Billy Frampton. <laughs> There's only one Billy Frampton. <laughs> uh, we all got very excited about him. I think I was like first on the RFA list the week that he, like when Jeremy Howe went, I think it was first round actually, like first round went early, down, yeah. like we're, we're good, we're on here, we're going to get, you know, <laughs> uh, we're going to get like this absolute weapon off halfback, blah, blah. No, 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 he was playing lockdown <laughs> and didn't know how to do that very well. Either. <laughs> he, um, he doesn't have a fantasy career ahead of him. I think my favourite bit from the grand final was, you know, he did his job and he, he nullified Harris Andrews who, like, led the game in intercept marks and possessions. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he had one fucking possession. And the, <laughs> the the entire coverage was around, like, Billy Frampton has done a great job, a great job up forward holding Harris Andrews to <laughs> a key back. <laughs> did, did he not have, like... Yeah, seven uh, intercept marks or something like yeah. that, and then like eleven marks, like they're, they're he, good numbers. He yeah. was like leading intercept player on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> if that's not the ultimate Collingwood narrative, like yeah. I have to paint everything in a positive light. Yeah. I don't know what is. Um, I'll go next. Um, mine is, I guess, probably not as as funny as Billy Frampton, but uh, mine is um, somebody who I had last year who I absolutely fucking loved, and he did such a good job for me. But I absolutely know this man's not sustainable. Um, he's a bit older than me, this man. He uh, He's someone that you sort of look at from a distance and you go, oh, little, little silver fox over there. Um, but he, he's, he was only good for, you know, one season, and that is uh, Liam Shields. Um, <laughs> Liam Shields is approaching, like, I assume around 48 years old. <laughs> um, he was whipping out, like, hundreds for fun, including in his last couple of games, and then he went off injured and, and he got me into... I don't know, semi prelim or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but it was fantastic. And I thought, you've done your job, Liam. Thank you so much. Well done in your AFL career. You know, a few, fl- few flags at Hawthorne. Um, you've mentored these young roos into what's going to be a, an exciting new period. Go off and enjoy your coaching role. Uh, and then they've, they've rewarded him with another year contract. <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure why. Um, no. I don't think I can do it to myself again. Although... Never say never. Well, I could see you doing it to yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he doesn't play, though. Ooh. Oh, no. Sorry. We're just interrupting this broadcast because I think Milos has retired yeah. or... Ooh. Or does Alex look a little bit unhappy? No, nah. Milos has uh, packed it in. He's packed it in. Well, that is the most James Davies win <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Is it? Oh, isn't it ever? Oh, just yeah. Default. Default Davies. Default, da- default Alex Davies. <laughs> does it again. <laughs> Uh, that's incredibly disappointing. So not only do we not get our uh, five-set match till 11 p.m., we don't even get a three-set match until 8.40 p.m. That's that's atrocious. That, that's disappointing. I, I thought maybe he was going off to, to maybe just oil up a little bit more, but mm. no, that looks like it's a, it's a full-on retirement. So what's, see you later. What we saw. What's the... Um, Put, putting it on. What's, like, what's the... <laughs> What's a flight time from Canada? <laughs> it's a long time to oh. get on a flight to come over here. To <laughs> <laughs> there'd, be, there'd be a couple of stopovers. Yeah. Like sort of maybe like a Doha kind of Dubai kind of stopover. But with his surgeon money, he's not flying. Kind of <laughs> <like> he's, <laughs> he's in business. The reason why I think he retired is actually he's got an early early call tomorrow. So yeah, yeah. He's, he's operating the Upworth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, and the partner's <laughs> crying as well. And we're crying because we don't get to see tennis tonight. I think, I think she's crying because the uh, I think the money pool might be drying up significantly. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, I forgot what I was saying. Um, 
Liam Shields. <laughs> uh, and a little sh- special shout out to Connor McKenna as well, because I don't think I'll be doing that to myself again. <laughs> it was uh, sort of like a Jared Berry, but just on a more, I guess, frequent basis. High 90s, probably three rounds of 60s, and that's it. Uh, Norman, you're, you won't be booty calling him again, guy. Yeah, this, now this guy, I think, is, is probably known to a few people as a free agent sort of era, area guy. Uh, that's Noah Bolter. Oh, yeah, I, I picked him up, yeah, picked him up uh, last year because I just saw him drop a couple of sort of mid seventies, and I thought, well, that's in our league, that's on field stuff. And uh, it turned out he had had a bit of a role change. He was being used as a bit of a distributor, and he's defender forward, so he's, that's an extremely handy DPP. Um, Noah Boulder should never be used as a distributor. You've <laughs> 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 seen this man kick a football. He kicks at 70 metres and it swings both ways. Um, so I can't imagine that next year, Gibkiss will be back. Um, I think there'll be some other guys that play down there um, that'll be um, yeah, being used as those guys who use the football. So I can't imagine he's going to have that same role again. Yeah, he's a good player, Gibkiss, actually. You mentioned him. I, I like him. I reckon he's definitely, definitely one for the future. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure if you heard, but... You know, it was probably a couple of years ago, Triple M were, were doing a Richmond game and they were talking about Noah Bolter and, and how he might actually be blind, which <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure anyone that uh, remembers that sort of, you know, four or five minute patch of commentary and then the ensuing jokes that continue for the rest <laughs> of the game um, will uh, will appreciate that. So, yeah, maybe that's why his distribution's uh, not... Uh, at the standard you would really yeah, like. Yeah, I think he, he kicks it in the general area of, <laughs> of a teammate, but yeah. <laughs> he kicks it to the voice. That's <laughs> to the voice, that's right. <laughs> that fucking ringing football. <laughs> Actually, he should be uh, playing AFL 7s for us. Sounds perfect candidate. <laughs> or for one of the other teams. <laughs> <laughs> would you say that like the distribution out of the back line for the 7s team would be improved with Noah Boulder? Oh, I think it probably would be. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, you didn't see me for one half on Wednesday night. No? <laughs> uh, very good. Um, okay, next category. This is the. <laughs> this is the. I'm sorry. I'm not taking him that high, guy. So pretty self-explanatory. Um, we have a look at the rankings. Uh, there's no ADPs at the moment, but we sort by average, and we have a look at where we think players are going to go, and then we go. There is no way. I'm touching that player at whatever that point is. Uh, Jay, you're giving me that look because I reckon it's that time. Um, you go first because I have a backup. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, we alluded to and we laughed at Norman before when uh, he he went the My Crazy Pills guy, Adam Chalor. Why is nobody talking about him? Uh, well, now Adam Chalor is going to feature once again for me, but in the I'm sorry, I'm not taking him that high guy. Uh, he is currently sitting at around uh, 19th overall average-wise and played 19 games this last year, which is like pretty reasonable. If you go back and look through his track record, he is consistently injured and 19 is a very very good season for him he also leads the league outside of (laughs) Alex Keith in uh, career ending injuries that result in him returning (laughs) 10 minutes later (laughs) there was a few I reckon I counted five times this year where oh Trelaw's gone down to the rooms doesn't look good there days (laughs) (laughs) to be fair after that double hamstring blowout of a few (laughs) years ago any injury could be career ending after that I get he scores and he scores in bunches. That doesn't bother me. Like, there is just no way I'm touching that man anywhere near the first, second, third. I'd take him in the fourth round, I think. But that's about it. Um, what what, uh, what position do you think he's going to go? There will be someone that will take him in the second round. Mm, could be me. <laughs> yeah, I, I no, I think, yeah, I think his average is... Like, this is, this is a high average year. 
for mm. for him this year. I, yeah, I'm not expecting him to go that high, but I just think there's a bit of something there for him. Oh, <laughs> it's those blonde-haired Western Bulldogs yeah. players for you, isn't it? <laughs> if only was a 80 kilo heavier ruckman. <laughs> <laughs> One of those guys that you crown like AFL Live, like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jr., you were also going to take Adam Trelaw, but you have a backup. I do have a backup, um, and I echo your sentiments about Adam Trelaw. <laughs> Once I saw that double hamstring blow out, like <laughs> I saw his hamstrings like flying through the air <laughs> into the Melbourne Cricket Club at the MCG and that never again from that point. Um, look, this, this one won't surprise anyone and I may have alluded to this earlier in the day and that's Clayton Oliver. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, well. yes. He will go probably in the first round. I'm sure someone will do it. No, not me. It won't be me. I Anyone who's like... <laughs> Damaging cars, <laughs> kicking in walls, like ending up at like public hospitals without the club's knowledge. I don't know who's going to play a lot of footy this year, and I, I, I can't, I can't get there. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. We've all, you know, all messed with car windscreens. We can't hold that against him completely, but I, I do feel you're right. There is just that, like, he, he's the best mid in the game still. Like, oh, incredible player. Yeah. But, you just can't. Can nah. No. I, I won't lie. When uh, Grady bombed out earlier today, we haven't even spoken about the Australian <laughs> Open uh, mini carnage. Oh, and we should. We'll, 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 we'll touch on, we'll that, touch on that at the end. Uh, when Grady bombed out earlier today, um, and he messaged me, and you know, he's already, as I mentioned, just warming up the violin strings. Um, <laughs> I did say, I reckon you can probably, like, whatever pick you have in that first round, I reckon you'd be able to get Clary with. And I reckon um, it wouldn't take much to talk Grady into Clary. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry for Clary. Jerry for Clary. I think that, that hashtag is trending in Grady's mind. And, uh, I reckon that's a good chance. <laughs> um, Norman, you're... I'm sorry, I'm not taking him that high guy. Look, and I don't mean to upset um, my co-host to the right here, uh, Josh Ryan, but Josh Dunkley. Oh! Um, now, Josh Dunkley finished off the year incredibly poorly and having watched Lockie Neal suck for most of last year <laughs> and, and somehow win a Brownlow... Um, I saw a lot of Brisbane games. I just wasn't excited about what I saw from Dunkley probably from maybe two-thirds of the way through the season on. I think he finished with like a last five around uh, my, my low 90s. Um, and I just feel with some of those other uh, Brisbane mids and those younger boys that they're going to want to get around there for similar sort of roles, I think he's going to do what he does and be a team player. Um, he's not a guy who wants a lot of the football. Um, he just tends to get it. But um, I think... I think his scoring might be a bit lower than what we've seen in the last few years. So, yeah, I'm just not I'm not sold on him. Um, and I'm not sold on Lockie Neal either, for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> so it could, be, it could be good for your boy Hugh. But it yeah, could be good. Yeah, Josh Dunkley. Yeah, no, I, I, you'd think I'd have some hurt feelings about that, but I don't because I had him for those last five rounds. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, the overall last year, I, you know, everyone knows that I sort of took him at number one last year and I was pretty excited about that. Um, but he didn't really deliver bar a couple of like real big games in the middle of the season. So, yeah, I, I'm not even sure that I'll be that keen on taking him this year after last year. So That is an absolute just throw everybody off the scent. <laughs> <laughs> throw everybody off the scent message. All of a sudden you got the number one pick again. <laughs> no, I'm doing it again. Uh, very good. Okay, next category is <laughs> the I'm 99% sure he's going to get hurt, but I'll take him guy. I've got someone like slightly left field, so I might save mine to the end because I don't think you two will have him, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Norman, you can go first. Uh, well, Sean Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 99 sure he's going to get hurt, but <laughs> if he's on the board, I'm going to have an itchy finger. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, similar to Lockie, um, I took this to be very literal um, and assumed the player would actually get hurt. And that's Hunter Clark. Because <laughs> 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 he always gets hurt and it's always something that you just wouldn't expect. Like getting freight trained by David McKay. It should never happen to anyone. <laughs> like he'll end up, he'll finish a game with like a broken jaw, a, you know, a, a depressed fracture of the cheekbone. Um, like he could get hit by a bus walking <laughs> into Marvel Stadium. Like it wouldn't rule it out. So Wasn't there a player who got hit by a tram? Not that, was it Ke- yeah, uh, Pollock. Pollock. No. Pollock. Yeah, Graham yeah. Pollock. Yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I hope that doesn't happen to him, but. Um, and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I wish him well. <laughs> um, and having said all this, I could definitely still draft him <laughs> at some point <laughs> in that sort of mid range. You do love Hunter Clark. He, he could have also been an argument for your one true love category, I think. He could have. He could have, yeah. yeah. If he was a little bit better, he would have. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is somebody who hasn't played football for 12 months. <laughs> so that's a fair indication. And didn't play a lot of football in the years up to that either. But. I reckon if he's there and he's in a reasonable spot, I'm probably not going to say no. Um, and that is uh, Zach Williams of Carlton fame. <laughs> um, I don't know why. There's something about... I think I had him like one of my first couple of years and it's just sort of like he did all right for me. And I'm like, oh, he's like a Perryman. Like, yeah, Perryman wasn't great this year, but like if he's there, I'll probably take him as well. He won't get hurt. Per- oh, he did get hurt Perryman a few times, actually. He could have been my guy. Or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but Zach Williams, I feel like if he's on the board and he's in a reasonable spot, I, think, I feel like that's an okay argument to make, but yeah, I wouldn't be taking him too high up, I think. All right, last category before the last break of the evening. This is the Will Brody guy. <laughs> uh, the Will Brody guy is a player who showed promise uh, the previous season, but you just know he will not keep up this season and he will not show um, the same sort of output that he uh, has done. So uh, named after Will Brody, who obviously had a fantastic 2021 season and uh, Grady almost leapt off the keyboard um, <laughs> drafting him <laughs> on draft day, uh, only to now end up in his never again pile. Um, mine barely qualifies because he actually didn't play as much football as what he probably could have last year. But what he, when he did play football, he posted some ridiculous scores that I don't think are, A, sustainable, and B, I think that there's a few people coming for his job. Norman's looking at me like I might have the same person at this stage, maybe. Uh, it is another Will. No? Okay, good. It is Will Setterfield. Um, oh, yeah. I will not be touching Will Setterfield with a 10-foot pole. He He's on the list at the moment, averaging over 100 points, uh, 100 fantasy points a game off of like 11 or 12 games or something like that. Um, that was part of the reason why Alex went on that stupid 7-0 run to begin with because he just <laughs> put Will Setterfield out of his ass and was just like captain material and almost immediately. Uh, Hobbs, um, Durham, Perkins, everybody coming in, I think uh, he will not be playing a lot of football for Essendon next year and I will not be touching Will Setterfield. Good job. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I didn't see that one, but that was probably good for you because I could have picked Will Setterfield. Yeah. He could be delivering Alex's pizzas this year. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, so I didn't go Will Setterfield. I, I've probably gone for someone who I would consider a better player. And, and it might be a little bit harsh because he did have a really good year last year, but it was very out of the box for what had come before. Um, and that's Josh Dacos. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, you know, I don't have anything against him. It's just like looking at his previous averages and like the 90-something that he averaged last year was a big outlier and it wasn't like there'd been steady improvement. Yeah, Dacos. I, I took Dacos off the back of the second half of his year before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
and where I think he might have his his last five leading into the draft was close to a hundred. Okay, um, yeah. So he, he showed a little bit. I think I took him about a hundred, but he was he was very good. Yeah, um, was one of the I mean, shining lights for me last year. Yeah, I don't, and I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be bad by any means. I, I just don't think he'll quite reach the heights. But those I would have I would have rather gone Will Setterfield. <laughs> <laughs> those wingish sort of mm. like players. I just you know, like Ed Langdon at one stage averaged like ninety eight a year. Like, I just don't. You're right. It could be a flash in the pan. It could be just one. It could also be just gradual it, growth in the player. It could well. be yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it was just. Yeah, I was struggling for one, and that was what I came <laughs> up with. <laughs> well, get out of the fucking room, <laughs> yeah. uh, Norman. Well, you just kind of said about wingish sort of players, mm. and, and mine is one of those players, but probably uh, not the traditional wingman, perhaps. But Mason Wood. Oh, <laughs> he was my second choice. Yeah. Well so, done. Like he's what ninety yeah. eight. Mm. Maybe even 100 now, I'm not sure, uh, yep. average, um, which is a huge, you know, the year before he was obviously worth uh, Mitch Duncan, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but this year he certainly um, he proved it. Um, but I just can't see in that St Kilda side that that's going to remain. I think there's a few young blokes that are pushing for, for that position. Um, I just can't see him continuing continuing on that way. Well, and I think especially in the context of, I'm sure that St Kilda are going to, Drop off from what they oh, were last year. Fucking they're they not are. having a, like a sixth place season again. At which point, surely Mason Wood's scoring's going down. Well, if they're really struggling, thirty-two. Yeah, well, yeah, he was not young. He was around like is as he young, thirty-two. Yeah, he was around as a young player when like North were oh going well. God. That's how old he is. Yeah. <laughs> I thought high twenties, thirty-two. Fucking yeah. hell, that's yeah. Liam Shields territory. <laughs> yeah. I think he was drafted at the same time as Todd Goldstein. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mason Wood's a great shout. There is no way that's sustainable. And um, I look forward to drafting him on next <laughs> job today. Um, so I've just seen it come through on the group chat. Uh, Presbury saying, uh, now Davies is getting buy rounds in the open. <laughs> <laughs> good shout, Pres. Yeah, well done, Presbury. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with our last four categories after this. Welcome back to Who's On Him, sponsored by Haribo Bears. Um, we, <laughs> we are munching down these in the in between the uh, the segments in the ad break. Could, um, they, could they be the sponsor for the league next year? Quite, well, <laughs> well with, with Qantas falling on hard times. Yeah. Well, it's, it's currently pure milk, but it hasn't really taken off. I no, I feel like we could we could <laughs> easily if we. If we can get a consensus in the group that we all like Haribo Bears, I'm I'm pretty into it. Haribo, Haribo. Haribo. Could be Haribo. I, 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 I want to say Haribo. All right, we'll yeah. go Haribo. That's fine. And, and by sort of not taken off, and by not taken off with pure milk, uh, that's because they haven't actually given us any money, <laughs> um, which neither did Qantas or Veracity. So <laughs> they're also not a big fan of like the weekly, like this is a new oat milk everybody should try, <laughs> like <laughs> post in the group that was been yeah, they're, they're, they're real like cows only operators. Yeah, they? absolutely <laughs> cows only. Uh, last four categories, but before we do get into them, we do need to touch on. Um, Mini, mini carnage today. It could have been a lot worse. There was a lot of players in danger uh, today mm, and sure. a couple yesterday as well. Yep. Uh, we only have one eliminate, eliminated. <laughs> sorry. We only have one eliminated person from the Australian Open and they will receive the last choice in picks for the draft. And it couldn't have been anybody better than uh, somebody who will absolutely use this to uh, press his violin claim at the end of the year. Grady Hard. Uh, is out. Um, I did say it was a bit disappointing because I feel like he could have really like gotten into the tennis, gotten into the Australian. He was somebody who was like riding yeah. every ball there uh, for the very short time that Nicholas Jerry played. <laughs> um, any thoughts on that, JR? Oh, look, I mean, it's probably not a shock. He got the worst seed and he went out first. So, <laughs> um, uh, But like still to consider, there is still some games to come tomorrow, I believe. Mm, true. Um, so with the two sets and, you know, reasonably 
decent level of, of games won. He, he may not get the last pick, but it was high comedy. <laughs> but also, like you say, disappointing because, yeah, there was a lot of room for a Jerry run mm. in, the, in the content stake. So did you follow Yeah, the I, game I followed one? that game very closely um, and all the emotions that Grady was, was writing. So, but I, I agree. I'm a little bit disappointed because I, I feel like I wanted Grady to have no excuses. <laughs> he's, he's now got two for the year. Um, you know, drawing that in seat and then him leaving probably, probably first. So that's a bit disappointing. I would have liked him to see... I would like to see everything go right for Grady and him still do poorly. <laughs> that would have been, that been um, fun, but... Yeah, n- never mind. Not to be. Who would you both like to see out next? Oh, look after the after tonight, James Davies. Yeah, like that's that's a bit of charity. He was really struggling out there, Demonor, mm. until uh, Roundich. I don't know what he did, but um, yeah. So probably you know, I think for the content, him going out. Um, the the group was really a buzz when Daniel Medvedev looked in mm, a bit of trouble. That was mine. Yeah, I want trouble today, so yeah. maybe him as well. Yeah. I want Medvedev out. Actually, no, it won't work timing-wise. That means he'll go on a bit of a deep run. But Regan's not back in the country for another six days or so. So if he's there, he'd probably be in that sort of 10 upwards range if that's the case. So um, if I can't choose Regan, I will also go Davies. Yeah, like every, of course Davies. Um, <laughs> but, but I think maybe Schmidt would be the next. And yeah, that's, Schmidt. that's only because of Schmidt's like, distaste for the Australian Open. Oh, I, um, I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, I just Does he hate it? Uh, he, I don't know if he just doesn't like tennis in general or he doesn't like the concept of us basing our draft picks off of the Australian <laughs> Open, but he's not a fan of it and I'm not sure why. I mean, next year, Schmidt, I could draw the balls out of a hat and we could just have it over within you know 30 seconds if you want. But <laughs> I, uh, I quite enjoy that uh, at 9 o'clock on a Monday night that we're uh, riding every... Well, 90 ball, because uh, <laughs> 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 well, Randich is out. So, uh, but yeah, I do like it gives us something to, to look forward to for two weeks. Well, and I, I do imagine that, you know, Brent McLean is obviously back in the, uh, mm. back in the fold this year. And I, I can only imagine that uh, he stayed up all night watching that Tiafo game <laughs> go long into the hours of this morning. Well, you also, um, sorry, you mentioned Brent as one of the newcomers uh, slash oldcomers, but, uh, Jared Ashenden has been a bit more active lately. I don't know if you noticed that in the chat, Norman. As soon as the Oz Opens come around, and we're uh, we're actually finding out that he's a real person with uh, <laughs> real fingers that can actually type. Well, we, we still aren't one hundred percent sure if him and uh, mm. Dean are the same. Yeah, person. that's like, true. Uh, Leachy's adamant that they are, um, but it is good. It's, it's like you know the the, the summer is, is thawing the, the winter of, of Doug, and, and um, <laughs> you know we're we're starting to see a little bit of movement. But you know, a couple of little. I react to, to some comments mm, I've seen, yeah. so um, so we like that. Yeah, it's, a more, it's a more subtle sort of, you know, move into some, you know, content. Yeah, it's a, yeah dipping the toe. Yeah. 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 Um, he's in a side group with B-Will and I, and uh, I can confirm he's writing every ball. He I received about 18 messages in <laughs> regarding um, his player and also Schmidt's player who was playing on the way up here, and um, I couldn't keep up. So he is very firmly invested. I think it'll just take him a little bit to, to warm up in the group. Do we have games tomorrow? Because I, I feel like Hercats yeah. was playing at yeah, some yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, my guy hasn't gone. Your guy Your hasn't gone. Is on tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Big Hol- Holger Rune plays oh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Well, at least he had a couple of extra days to get that back massage. He's yeah. fine. You know what you're doing with, <laughs> <laughs> with this. Okay, let's get into it. We've got four more categories to go. We were talking off air that these are the categories that might... Uh, they go close to giving away some strategy, so excuse us if we're slightly coy with this. Um, but obviously, we have a draft day coming up that we need to focus on. Um, next category is the... It's a year too early, but fuck it. I'm taking him anyway, guy. 
pretty self-explanatory. You think that this is probably usually a young player or Mason Wood in some <laughs> cases um, who you think is going to be a great fantasy player, but it's probably not this year. But, yeah, we'll, we'll trial him and see what happens. Um, Norman, I'm happy for you to go first with this one. Yeah, and I'm, I'm happy too because I'm being extremely coy with this one. Uh, <laughs> so I have a number of players with my eye on them. But I've gone for um, Angus Sheldrick. Uh, oh, oh. Swans. Was, I had the same one. Uh, yeah. you Did you actually? So, yeah. yeah, and like, well, let's talk about it together, Jay. Like, I think that he he showed enough in those few games that this guy is going to be around the mark in the next few years. But I think at the moment there's just too many other midfielders in front of him at the Swans. Maybe Luke Parker and Taylor Adams go, and then we're going to see Sheldrick. But uh, he's, he did enough to be like, yeah, maybe. That, that was my rationale as well. Obviously, he's had very, very strong VFL for him for a couple of years, you know, 35, 40 possessions consistently. Broke into the AFL team last year, showed a bit. But like you said, it seems like their timeline is a little bit different than his timeline. Yeah. You know, going after the likes of Taylor Adams and having already some sort of strong midfielders in there already. Um, so I think it probably is one year too early. But I could, I could be convinced <laughs> to go for it anyway. <laughs> you don't need to be convinced. No, no. <laughs> pick one. <laughs> um, mine, I try to go, not left field, but I try to go for somebody that wasn't a midfielder for this just because um, uh, it's pretty easy that you, you could choose. An, uh, although I will admit, I didn't think that you'd choose Angus Sheldrick as your player, but you could choose a bunch of midfielders that could probably um, and make a case for. Uh, mine is a forward. Um, Jay, you're going to love this pick. If I told you it was a forward and it's a young forward who uh, I think will be not just fantasy relevant, but very AFL relevant very, very shortly, and he's one of your favourite players, who would it be? Ollie Henry? It is Ollie Henry. Yeah. I think Ollie Henry um, with uh, Tom Hawkins probably retiring, I'd say, at the end of this year. Um, Jeremy Cameron is no spring chicken either. Um, he's only 21 years old, and he has played, he played almost every game um, for Geelong this year. Um, Geelong will never be bad. <laughs> like mm. There is no way that team are bombing out in any capacity whatsoever. Um, he will be their only key forward. Well, I'm sure they'll get a few others, but he will be the main key forward moving forward. I think he will be like a... Oh, I'm not going to say a Charlie Kerner because he was unbelievable um, fantasy-wise last year, but he will be one of the, the key forwards to have in the league. I love Ollie Henry. Yeah. Like, really rate him as a player. Um, got a bit up forward, but also like... They did throw him on the ball at times last year in a few MCG games and just very interesting player like to look at for like a midfield or half midfield half. Stop talking, stop talking. (laughs) At some point in the near future, it might be a little bit early, but I rate him very highly. So I'm yeah, I'm in agreement with that one. I feel like you don't see it normally. No, you, there's a few faces. Crazy pill stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I've not liked a lot of what I've seen from Henry. I, yeah, not. I, just, I think he's a little bit soft, to be honest. Um, yeah, I can't see him ever being a midfielder. I think that's absolutely... <laughs> you and every other big great coach everywhere. <laughs> uh, look, look, we've all got flags here. Uh, but no, I, I can't see that. So, uh, look, take him. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> um, next category, <laughs> it's uh, my missionary position guy. <laughs> um, this is the guy that's not going to set the world on fire, but, you know... You go to <laughs> pretty consistently. <laughs> it's a safe pair of hands and uh, absolutely gets the job done. So we're thinking players here that um, will feature in your side on a weekly basis but will not very, very rarely drop you sort of 80 or above. I'll go first. My missionary position guy. Uh, I've got two if that's okay. Uh, we don't, well, I haven't done this too often throughout this podcast, so I feel like it's all right. Um, JR, you had this person for the second half of the year and I 
somewhat oh yeah I do I somewhat regret getting rid of him um, I had the other player for the entirety of the year they are good for 70s they are just absolutely fantastic for 70s um, a few spoils lots of spoils in one person's case um, one of the players sort of came from nowhere like he at one stage should have absolutely been delisted and was living off the back of his brother's name and uh, the other one is now captain of the West Coast, I believe. So he's fine. Uh, Zach Guthrie is uh, one my, my first missionary position guy. Just can always rely on him. And Solid. second is Tom Barras uh, from West mm. Coast. Um, they're my two low 70s, occasionally maybe the odd 80 guy, but you just know what you're getting from him. It's never stupidly low and um, you just trust them. Well, and especially in Barassa's case, being in that West Coast backline, you know, he's seeing plenty <laughs> of the ball down there, just <laughs> under siege. There was um, a game last year, so uh, Jared Ashenden um, wasn't obviously in the league last year, and he didn't have on the modified scoring that we do in his uh, league that he was a part of, and we were talking, and um, I sent him a screenshot of the game, and Barassa had like 110 points, like it was one of his like stupid games, and he's like, what the fuck, I played him, and he only scored like 60 or something <laughs> like that, he ended up having like something stupid, like 25 spoils yeah. in the game, <laughs> it's just fantastic. It's called a Lewis Young game. Was, <laughs> what, what, what was that game, uh, you had him, Yeah. he said like a record spoils for Carlton. Or yeah, I reckon like it was low 20s, maybe like 21. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, scoring like two one. points yeah. spoils. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Norman, you can go. Uh, I've kind of got on a different um, track to you somewhat in that I've gone maybe a higher score generally, but a guy that is, he's never, never seems to be in our league first round, but he's always second round. Uh, that's Josh Kelly. Oh. Uh, he oh. seems to be the last couple of years, last probably three years, been like a, like nearly a bang on 100 average. Yep. Um, has a pretty high ceiling, um, but never goes low, apart from when the Finn, Finn McGuinness game of last year, which is like his lowest score ever. Um, but he's just a guy who just, he just punches out that 100 that you need as your vice captain or your captain. I had him two years ago, and um, he won me a game off his own boot um, in a half um, before he did his ankle uh, when I was in quarantine, which got me through. <laughs> uh, so Go got, through the tough yeah, times. Got a bit of a soft, soft spot for uh, Joshy Kelly. Missionary position for me. I, I like that because that's not the traditional, <laughs> as we do this podcast for the first time, the traditional <laughs> missionary position category, uh, or not what I was envisioning when I uh, put that category together. But I, um, yeah, I, I do like that. I can see it because you're right. It's almost giving, probably not on the same scale, but Zach Merritt vibes. Zach Merritt, the just consistently pumps out like 110s, for example, but everyone seems to overlook him for the more flashy, yeah. nicer players. And you're yeah. like, oh, I wonder why. So, yeah, yeah. good one. Nice. Yeah, JR. That's, that's a good one. I like Josh Kelly. He's a good player. Yeah, I've gone with a more traditional approach as you, <laughs> as you put it. Um, and I've gone for a personal favourite of mine, uh, Liam Baker. Yeah. Love Liam Baker. You do love Liam Baker. Yeah. And I, I think he doesn't probably play the high scoring roles that he could or should. Um, seems to be a bit of like a plug the hole if we're going shit in one area. He Liam goes down there. Mm. Um, but I think if he got more time around the ball... Um, he would score very highly, but even when he doesn't, he's still a good, like, 70, 80. You said he wasn't a high scorer, but I remember Regan grabbing him at the start mm. of last year, and he had him for a good half the year, and Regan timed it to perfection. I remember yeah. him asking us in a group, he goes, he said, does anybody want Liam Baker? <laughs> and we all knew what he was trying to do because Liam Baker had ended up going to the wing or, like, yeah. forward pocket. Someone, someone, someone had come back. Yeah, yeah someone yeah. had come back, and he, oh, Jaden Short came yeah, back, yeah, and, and right. he was pushed out, and we were like, no. And he's like, okay, 
well, I'm going to try and flog him off because of this reason. Told us <laughs> <laughs> immediately after. And um, that's when his scoring sort of went down. He traded him for John. So it was a good move by Regan, but uh, no flag still. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is he hasn't won one. Nah, oh, not oh, yet. Yeah, nah, no, no. This is a shame. Yeah. Do, do the April ones not count? Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right, last two categories. This is the <laughs> uh, the I'm falling for the preseason hype guy. This could be absolutely anyone. We've already <laughs> sort of spoken about a couple that were going, all right, yeah, the Prusas of the world, for example, uh, and so on. I'll just let you know in advance, there's no metric outside of just reading articles and looking at Instagram pictures of, <laughs> of these players that uh, has guided my decision for this. Um, JR, you are welcome to go first for this one. Yeah, and... Um I will go with a player. I think I've had him in my team a couple of times before. Um, good player, rate him. Played mostly in the back line for the majority of his career uh, up until this point. But strong, strong word that he is going in the midfield this year. And that is Hayden Young. Yeah. yeah I have seen one. more of Hayden Young in my Twitter feed mm. than anything else. And I don't really know why because I don't follow anything Fremantle related. <laughs> <laughs> but he has been there. He has been in my face on the Twitter feed. And, yeah, so I'm going Hayden Young. A lot of chatter mm. about midfield Hayden Young. There, there has been a lot, and like I'm, I'm feeling that hype too. But, you know, I, I wonder about that role with Brayshaw and Sarong in yeah. there. Um, and those other two young boys, um, Erasmus and uh, Johnson. Yep. Um, Jaeger. Jaeger. I'd have to push Jaeger well, to Ford Fife Pocket. allegedly <laughs> training. <laughs> I'll just have to be one for a yeah. few categories past, yes, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Funny yeah, hell, I, I forgot know. about it. I him. don't know what's going to happen there, but I like it. Um, I, yeah, the hype is there. The hype. We can make hype. It, we can make Nathan Fife a category. We could do the, like, the... the it's, <laughs> it's over. It, no, 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 no. I was going to say it's, it's the... I'm coming back here. <laughs> um, I'll go next. Um... Glad to see you've done research. I still haven't done much fantasy research outside of probably just for this podcast. I only know Hayden Young. That's yeah. <laughs> um, because mine, like I mentioned, all comes from Instagram photos. And I put one in the, <laughs> the group the other day. <laughs> and I'm falling for the preseason hype of this guy. Just in general, because I have I did read an article. And um, he started off the year well with me last year. And just age-wise, I think he's on the right trajectory to do something okay. Um, and then I saw his um, washboard abs uh, on, uh, <laughs> on Essendon's Instagram uh, page. Sean Dusty. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> someone else. It is not. Um, and I put it in the group quickly and uh, I'll be drafting quite high. And that's Sam Durham uh, oh, yes. from Essendon. Yep. Young player, just like I mentioned, on that, that age range where he should get some gradual, if not some, you know, quite significant improvement in him. And um, look, if you look like that, you better be able to play football, I'd say. <laughs> well, I mean... You know, I'm Lockie. Obviously, mentioned Sean Darcy. I, I would imagine, <laughs> I would imagine Sam Durham set a, a PB for the you know whatever one kilometer time trial that they would normally do. Oh, did I say Sam? I meant Harry Schoenberg. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he could be in for a big year for different reasons. He has a lot of free time. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I you know Sam Durham's obviously probably set some PBs in the one k time trial. Do you reckon Sean Darcy's PB came <laughs> before he was drafted? <laughs> I'd imagine so. I reckon it was probably in his early teens or something <laughs> like that. And they just got him on the chocolate milk diet. <laughs> you um, made me laugh the other day when someone put the Sydney's um, <laughs> time trials in. And like, oh, seven players and nine players broke their PBs. And you're like, only nine. <laughs> yeah. what, what are they doing down there? It's like 35 PBs minimum. We'll forget about you. Durham and the, the Essendon boys, there's a, few, a bit of them, like their Arizona... Um, pre-season training camp. Mm. Um, there's a lot of them that went to that. There's going to be a lot of hype around them. 
but apparently they're having like 14 guys run through the midfield. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what's going to happen. Like I love some altitude what? training. Yeah, I, I reckon altitude training and, and in particular Arizona, like buy them for the first like two months and then get rid of them because they have trained way too hard <laughs> yeah. and they are breaking down <laughs> about June. So That'll be the perfect time of a Dylan Shielder strike. <laughs> come back into the side. Oh, he could have been in the couple of categories yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, Norman, you're falling for a preseason hype. Uh, mine's one I think a lot of people will have read a bit about this guy, uh, Dylan Stevens. Oh, uh, yeah. Moved to, to North Melbourne. Now, this is a guy I drafted. Uh, I think in the premiership year two years ago mm. and that was supposed to be his breakout year <laughs> and that wasn't and then I think Davies had him uh, the year just gone uh, which was again supposed to be his breakout year and he did nothing again I think he did show a little bit in a couple of games but but not enough and again like uh, like Sheldrick I suppose is a, a difficult midfield to crack into so he's sort of playing on that outside but I think that's going to be his role um, at North Melbourne but I think they need that role I think they'll use him um, in Clarkson's ga- game plan so yeah, I think there's a, a chance he could be handy. So mm. no one else draft him, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Last category, we made it. This is going to be, I don't think it's going to be a super, super long podcast, but it's been uh, absolutely chock full of content. This is the only one injury away guy. And if I had my time again, I would have put this towards the middle of the podcast. So we, uh, we're not ending on one. It's almost like a tip for everybody else. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. I guess as a... A room full of premiers. We're happy to help out no, the right. help out the others, uh, the lessers of the uh, competition. See how they go this it's year. A reward to getting to the end of the podcast as uh, well, I yeah, suppose. Absolutely, yeah, the, the, the Robin Hood yeah. podcast. Yeah. the rich <laughs> and give to the poor. It's, yeah. Absolutely, uh, <laughs> we can't do too many together. <laughs> Norman, you can kick us off with the only one injury away guy, and just for a little explanation, that is that player who will absolutely go big, um, whether he's playing VFL, Sanford, whatever, uh, and will come into the team. Or or may have a better role um, if somebody were to get injured? Well, I think this guy was on a lot of radars until trade period, and that's uh, Hayden McLean of the Swans. Mm. I've got a few Swans and ex-Swans here. But I think at the end of last year when he was just dropping big scores as the sole ruckman, we were all going, hello. And uh, he's coming as a ruck forward as well. Uh, and then the Grundy inclusion, you go, ah, okay. He's probably going to play that same role. Maybe a bit of um, natural progression from him again. I don't think he's too too old. Um, no, maybe early to yeah. mid-20s max. Yeah. So I think if Grundy goes down or if for whatever reason Grundy's not uh, playing, I think Haydos will, uh, yeah, he'll start scoring big. But I just can't see it right now. It's one injury away. Yep. Yep. No, agreed. Uh, JR, you can go next. Uh, I have gone with a player who's a favourite of uh, one of our uh, quadruple AFL members, um, Adam Leach. Mm. That's Tom Sparrow. Oh. I feel like he has been one injury away for quite some time now. It's just like he's just he's getting midfield time, just not enough. And he's probably needs, well, Clayton Oliver's situation might be exactly <laughs> what Tom Sparrow needs. And a bit more midfield time for Tom, and I reckon he would score pretty well. I reckon at least he's going to take him stupidly <laughs> high. I think he's going to take him text level high. <laughs> I can see him going top 100. <laughs> yeah, yeah, round four pick for Elite. Will Elite. he go before Clayton Oliver? That's the, that's well, the question. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, now I'm tossing and turning. I, I thought of one before, which I did let you guys know, and now I'm not sure if I'll go with that because there's somebody else, but I'm not sure of the role. I could be wrong, but I'm going to go with it anyway because I think they may split ruck duty to begin with at least, and then I think there will be some sort of uh, number one spot given to one of these players. But my one injury away 
if that injury would happen to Bailey J Williams of West Coast, then Matt Flynn, I think, will be a very good, solid, 90-ish ruckman because uh, he was actually quite good for me until Briggsy stole his position and he just couldn't get back in the team because Briggsy's a weapon. Do you reckon Flynn might jump Bailey Williams? I think so. That's why I was hesitant. So I, yeah. I, I think he might just get the number one spot. That's why I was like... But I do know that they also signed Bailey Williams up for like three years as well. Yeah, they Did gave they? him a stupid oh, deal geez. at the end of last year. So I, I think, that <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's what I mean. I think there might be a slight battle to begin with. They don't, they don't care. They're, they're going down the shitter again for another year, just uh, getting some more, I guess, picks in. Um, and then I think it could be his position, and if it's his position, he will do very well there. Yeah, I mm. like it. That's a good one. All right, excellent. Hey, we made it to the end of the pod. How do we feel? Oh, a bit tired actually. It's yeah. been yeah, been a been a voyage, been a journey. Yeah, it has been nice. It's been it's been uh, an enjoyable chat though, hasn't it? It has, and you know, just a, another shout out to Haribo Haribo uh, Haribo Bears business. for keeping us going. Oh, so. they, and they have too. Like they're the most energizing bear on the market, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Tell your friends. Uh, what do you think about the Allen snakes that are in there? As well, they didn't really get touched too much. No, they're all right. It's a different um, texture. There it certainly is. doesn't hold up to the, the gold standard of Haribo. But, uh, <laughs> I actually think they might be on the packet. <laughs> <laughs> the gold's there, yeah. The gold something, the, the Haribo gold, gold bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, certainly that, that is why Haribo is the world's <laughs> leading bear. <laughs> Gummy bear. <laughs> and we'll have the CEO of Haribo on next week's podcast. <laughs> Uh, Gary Haribo I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well that is it for the podcast uh, JR thank you to you you're welcome Norman thank you to you thanks guys get out of my house <laughs> <laughs> Haribo best <laughs> thank you to you uh, that is it for who's on it we hope you enjoyed the podcast we will be back uh, I'm not going to guarantee next week but within the next fortnight thank you very much